What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, July 30th. And as usual, the Pick 6 Podcast, sponsored by... Bud Light! That's right. Share a Bud Light with us as you're listening. As you can see, John Breach is wearing a Bud Light t-shirt. Ryan Wilson and I have... It's Friday. You're listening on Friday. Crack that Bud Light open early. Drink responsibly, of course, but crack it open early. I got a Bud Light lemonade. I might actually meander over to my fridge and get an actual Bud Light in a second. Uh, it's Friday and all, you know. Fasted for a couple of days, come back. It's the Bud Light. Humble rack for fasting. Yes. Like I feel it? like this fasting works breach in the same way that you and I fast between breakfast and lunch and lunch and dinner. I, yeah, I mean, and as far <laughs> as I know, I don't know how Brinson is still alive. Nobody's ever fasted for this long. <laughs> uh, are you on the third month? Day 367 of this fast? What is happening, Brenton? Two separate two-day fasts. When's the last time you ate food? 15 minutes ago. <laughs> well, we were on Thursday. I had lunch today. I went from Monday at midnight to Thursday at noon. That just doesn't seem healthy. I keep telling you that, but you're a doctor. You probably know better than I do. I mean, it's probably healthier than whatever, what I'd normally be doing. That's a good point. Fair enough. Which Got is eating ho-hos and Twinkies? Uh, I mean, you know, drinking... You know what? Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, by the way, share Bud Light with us while you listen. Go to BudLight.com slash delivery to order your Bud Light so you can share a Bud Light with us as the season goes along. BudLight.com slash delivery. Tons of options, whether it's a Harris Teeter or a Wawa, Walmart, whatever it is. Amazon, you can get your Bud Light sent to your house. On this, ep- on this episode, mm. training camp news and notes. There's a ton to catch up on. We referenced it. Uh, last uh, yesterday with Cody Benjamin. Cody Benjamin get a lot of heat on this podcast. There's buzz about him replacing Breach on the newsletter Ooh. The podcast. Ooh, just throwing it out there. Uh, and in the feed, lots of Aaron Rodgers talk. So we'll probably have less Aaron Rodgers talk today than we have been the last couple of days. I'm sure we'll get into it a, a touch. Wouldn't but- it be funny if Cody replaced me, but then they were like, oh yeah, Brinson, we're doing that because we're actually kicking you off the podcast and Breach is going to host it. And really, it was Brinson that got butted out. <laughs> Sounds great. That would be hilarious. Oh, boy. By the way, does I don't feel like this has been Aaron Rodgers' overkill, though. Like when Brett Favre was flying all over the place, like the Minnesota or or the Jets or wherever, I mean, they were chasing this plane on flight aware. I feel like this has been less of that. Aaron Rodgers shows up in the flip-flops and the glasses of the man bun. We sort of make fun of that. He gives us a little press conference, um, sort of finger-wagging at the front office. But I didn't feel like the whole offseason was about Aaron Rodgers. And also, the one thing with Favre is that he was a free agent that year, so everybody's wondering where he was going to sign. And with this, it was the Packers saying, yeah, we're not trading Rodgers. So, like, the only drama was coming from whatever leaks were coming from the Rodgers side saying he doesn't want to play. Now, Rodgers actually mentioned that. He was like, there's not going to be much Aaron Rodgers talk. Here's a pile of (laughs) But Aaron Rodgers said this in his press conference. He, He said, I don't know where those leaks came from. They didn't come from me. And I thought he did a fairly good job this offseason of not making it all about him. Na- he was naturally in the spotlight for multiple reasons, whether it was hosting Jeopardy, doing that thing with, with the golf, the match with Bryson DeChambeau, Phil and Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. And and yet I, I don't I didn't feel like he was thrusting his uh, agenda on us or that this is the only thing we could talk about. I felt like the podcast, I told Cody this, I felt like the podcast did a good job not being an Aaron Rodgers update podcast. Cause that would have gotten stale. Also mm-hmm. went along fairly quickly. And then like you said, the resolution was fast. Rogers, uh, Rogers showed up and 
blitzkrieg uh you know blitzkrieg everybody in and in, in punched him in the face and then even brian gutekunst on wednesday or thursday was asked about the randall cobb trade it's like is that to make aaron Rodgers happy yeah pretty much we think randall's got a lot left in the tank of course but yes that was something aaron really really wanted and so we did it uh anywho by the way the packers just signed to michael friendly as well 10-year deal <laughs> I, thought, I thought you'd be crazy for a second i know so did i coming up the ma- we'll have a mailbag on monday a rousing conversation where we actually rank our top three favorite but i know we do a bud light draft bud light product draft so make sure to check that out also come there and that was Debo. a listener question yes so the listeners can- love us and they love beer here debo defend carson wentz oh in humiliating fashion <laughs> uh and as we should point out the final days if you want me to get a tattoo, oh, we talk about Wilson's tattoo. We have a tattoo update coming on Monday. Speaking of tattoos, if you want me to get a tattoo, it is the final days to push us through into the finals of the sports category for the People's Choice Podcast Awards. You guys are, uh, po- Pick 6 Podcast listeners are as loyal as they come. When we ask, when we say we really need you to do something, you guys do it, and we need you to do this for us. Go to podcastawards.com slash app app slash sign up one word you have to sign up really quickly it takes like five seconds but will brinson or ryan wilson or john breach and a podcast influencer preferably will brinson and then go down to the sports category drop down select pick six submit that's really all you have to do you can look at the other categories if you want i don't care screw those other categories particularly fantasy football today all things covered forget them we are selfish and we want y'all to help us so go do that we got the link at the top of the episode so you can do it from your phone. Voting ends tomorrow, Saturday. Voting ends. So please go do this now. If we get pushed through the finals and we actually win this freaking award, which is highly unlikely, I will get a tattoo. And I will let y'all fools, not you two fools, the podcast listeners, vote on what we get. I'll get something stupid. I don't care. We win the, we win the best. If we, are, if we win an award for the best podcast, I'll get a, you know, I'm not going to get out of control here, but I will get a tattoo. So go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up. Vote for the Pick 6 Podcast and the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Brent, okay. Beyond that, I mean, I know you said tattoo, but another podcast in the family is, is giving a lot away. I think you had something that you said you would add to the mix as well to, to match all things covered. I'll tell you what. Um, yeah. Patrick P. Yeah, that's right. If we win the award, this is, he said this is Pat P. if they win it, right? Correct. Right. Yes, they win it. I will get I will buy I will get you a signed Pat P jersey or something like that. I'll get you a signed. I'll get you a signed something. A I'll, signed Brinson sucks hat. Uh, instead of me to sign it, so it's worth something. I and think I'll, he said uh, that you two tickets to a football game. And you so and I here's the thing. Uh, all things covered is giving giving away a signed Pat P jersey. Vikings, two tickets to two home games, one primetime. Pre-game sideline access. I don't not, have. I'm not. Well, a here's here's what I suggested. Brinson gives away that Seinfeld Rivers doll that he's always hugging on back there. How dare you? Two tickets to watch Brinson play tennis in those little tight shorts he wears. Three, you can get a pre-match courtside access to Brinson in his <laughs> old man tennis tournament, and you can be there live. You can be right there. You can see Brinson sweating and getting demolished on serves. And all right, all right. Here's what I here, and you can drink Bud Light with Brinson. If we yeah. win, if we win. I will give. I will pay for a round of golf for me and my and, a, and, a, and at least one podcast listener at Augusta. No, 
Uh, I will probably try and like shoehorn us into Myers Park Country Club down in Charlotte, and then we will go to a Panthers game together if we win that award. And I, and I also got a second. So that means you're not working Sunday less than you already not work on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, unbelievable. My, 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 my. How did that turn out? How the turntables have turned. You know, my, my, my. How the turntables. Anyway, in other quarterback non. So the winner is going to either have to be in Charlotte or Raleigh. Or there's a whole layer of stuff here that you're not thinking about. Brinson. These covers got to go to Minnesota and Mm -hmm. spend up to seven hours with Brinson. How's that a victory again? It's an L. You got to take your L. If we win, if we get the W, you take the L. All right. There you go. Lance and Zach Wilson have officially signed their deal. Zach Wilson, the final first round pick to sign his deal coming through on Thursday afternoon. I believe that. The way it worked was he got more guaranteed money, but lost offset language. All right. Uh, he got so the hang up was number one, the signing bonus. The Jets generally pay their signing bonuses out over the course of the first year. Jets had problems signing Sam Darnold. So, right. So the Jets usually want to pay their signing bonus out over the course of the first year. Right. And Zach Wilson said, I want my signing bonus because I'm going to sign this contract, all of it right now. And his signing bonus is $22.9 million. So it is a ton of money. Uh, He got the full signing bonus and the Jets got their uh, offset language. Okay. That's what, if you see a holdout in 2021 or in in the new CBA. Oh, CBA, yeah. It's all about offset language and signing bonus. And when and it's offset gonna, language means basically you can't double dip once you right. get cut or whatever. If you happen to get cut. So let, let's say Zach Wilson sucks for the Jets and they bail on him early and they release him. And then he signs with the Bengals because the Bengals still don't have a quarterback. Oh! <laughs> and Zach Wilson, because your your four-year rookie deal is fully guaranteed. Right when you when you're drafted in the first round, your four year deal is fully guaranteed, or all rookie deals are fully guaranteed. In theory, if he had the offset language, if Zach Wilson, if it favored him, he would be able to make whatever he was making from the Jets and what he's making from the Bengals. Because typically speaking, in the offset language, whatever you're making on the new job is taken out of what you were making from the old job, so that way two teams aren't paying you. I, for one, think the union should just make it work where. Look, you draft a player who sucks and you cut him before four years, tough, tough. Like you're paying him. Like you've got to pay him that full amount of money. That's not, you know, you know what I mean? So I, I sort of don't like that the teams push back on this, but I'm not surprised that they do. Correct. Um, Zach Wilson to me is much, 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 much bigger than Trey Lance. Trey Lance still huge. And I believe Trey Lance got his full signing bonus up front. He needed to, you know, he need Trey Lance in there because as we, we saw with Jimmy Garoppolo, when he got traded to the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan wants his quarterbacks to have ample time to learn the system, to learn the playbook, to become acclimated to what they're going to be working with, the personnel, the different style of it, before he puts them on the field. And in the event that Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt early in the season, they will have to turn to Trey Lance. So you will want Trey Lance to get as many reps as he can. However, Zach Wilson is going to start week one no matter what. So it was really, really, really important for him to get in there and to learn the system, maybe even more so because it's a Kyle Shanahan system from Mike McDaniel, but it's a new a guy who's never been an offensive or never been an offensive coordinator before, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's key. You're trying to get on the same page as this guy who's doing a job for the first time as well. You're, you're moving from Provo, Provo 
to uh, to New York City. Pretty important to get the deal done. And I would guess that Zach Wilson was like, man, look, agent, guy, get this deal done. I got to get in there. And the other part is ever since the new collective bargaining agreement in 2011, getting a deal done with a rookie is easy. It is that's why we don't see holdouts anymore. You almost never see a rookie miss training camp. A team has to be, especially a team that has been bad for so long. I think the Jets currently have the longest drought without a playoff appearance in the NFL. And you have a new coach. Your team hasn't been good. You just spent this high pick on a quarterback. Just get him in there. This should not have taken any time. They should have got this done last week. I can't even believe that he missed any practices, uh, but he did. And, you know, now he's got to get in there quick, start learning the system. Like you said, Brinson, offense coordinator, is actually Mike LaFleur, who was the oh, brother. Why did I say Mike McDaniels? Uh, Mike McDaniels now the 49ers offensive coordinator. I, I'm sorry. I messed that up. Yeah. And so Mike LaFleur is the Jets offense coordinator. Matt LaFleur's brother. Uh, so that is a little interesting twist there. But, it, you know, it's not crazy to think that those offenses, the two offenses there, will look somewhat similar. Um, between Green Bay and New York, but obviously, you know, you'd rather have Aaron Rodgers running it over Zach Wilson. But either way, you want Michael LaFleur teaching that offense as quickly as possible to Zach Wilson. And so the fact there's any delay here is just ridiculous. I, I would agree with that. Moving along to more training camp takes. Uh, let's talk about level of concern here. Well, scale of one to ten. Wilson, how worried about are you about Dak Prescott leaving practice with a shoulder strain earlier this week? Well, in a vacuum, that would be a 10 in terms of very, very, very concerned because the without looking, can you guys name how many of the backup quarterbacks can you name on the Cowboys roster? Not Andy Dalton. Uh, I would say uh, Danucci and yep. um, Danucci oh, started a game last year. Who's the other one? Uh, he started the other games. <laughs> Ah, oh, God, he threw a pass. He completed a touchdown pass to C.D. Lamb in training camp. Um, is Danucci the, the JMU guy? Yeah, Danucci's James Madison. Ben Danucci. Cooper, Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush is still there, and then Garrett Gilbert started the game. Garrett, ah, Garrett Gilbert. But anyway, I would be very concerned knowing that those are the backups, but um, our buddy Patrick Walker, who covers the, the Cowboys for, for us, said that uh, the Cowboys don't appear to be concerned. But I'll just say what I've always said well, in the last – 14 months. My biggest concern with, with Dallas is two words, Mike McCarthy. Like I don't trust Mike McCarthy to be different than what he was oh, for sure when he got run out of town in Green Bay. So um, knowing what we know about Dak Prescott, my concern is probably a three, but um, my concern with Mike McCarthy is a 9.3. Uh, I would say a five. Cause look, you're coming off this angle injury and by all accounts, the ankle looks good. But when you have like a shoulder strain, you know, up here, you're throwing the ball. It's, in, it's on the right side of his shoulder, so you're throwing. And apparently Mike McCarthy said Thursday that Dak is not going to throw the ball for two to three days, for a few days, uh, so this thing can heal. But that's something that, you know, if you don't let it heal, you could aggravate it. So he doesn't throw for three days. What if he gets out there and starts throwing again, and then it flares up? You know, that's not something you want to be dealing with going into the season, so... Uh, it's something Cowboys just need to make sure they take care of. If Dak needs to take a week off from throwing the ball or, or you know, whatever to make sure that thing's fully healed, that's what you do. I don't know that I'd be rushing him back out there. So I would be just mildly concerned. I, I'm not that concerned. I think what happened is Mike McCarthy peed his pants a little when Dak got hurt and realized that if Dak doesn't – 
make it through this season, it's the it's there's a uh, la- some laser beams, some Johnny Walker blue filled laser beams flying out of Jerry Jones's eyes straight into Mike McCarthy's face and like getting sending him to Mars because he's getting he's not getting fired. He might get taken out like Texas execution style or something like that. I mean, if he if he hurts Dak and this team wins four games or five games, how many games they win? Three games, four games, five games, whatever it is. If Dak gets hurt and he doesn't even have the corpse, the rotting corpse of Andy Dalton to fall back on, it's going to be a big time problem for Mike McCarthy. So I think Mike McCarthy is like, like Dak, you okay? Shoulder, shoulder, shirt. Pull him out immediately and be patient with it because Dak's had enough time to learn the system with all last year and all that. So um, I would say on a scale of one to 10, I'm like, a, I'm, I'm sort of with you, Wilson. I'm a three, seven on Dak just because he had an injury and shoulder strain is concerning. And then like a nine, four on, on McCarthy. That's all right. What has Mike McCarthy done recently to lead us to believe he's a good football coach? He won a Super Bowl, Brenton. Recently. I'm just kidding. I'm not defending Mike McCarthy. He he won his Super Bowl the first year I started working at CBS. 1994? I've been here a long time. I'm just kidding. I've been here so long. Uh, so. I unmuted myself. I was going to say, think about it this way. Mike McCarthy won a Super Bowl. And in that time, he got fired, and Prince has somehow managed to keep his job in the same span. Thank you, Wilson. I, do, I don't know if that's a dunk. I think I agree. So we'll. It's <laughs> so a backhanded compliment. Oh, 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 it's actually a compliment to me. Exactly. Scale of one to ten, breach. How worried are you about Lamar Jackson missing Ravens Ravens practice with a second COVID nineteen related absence? I am like a six because look, there you know. The thought with the NFL here and kind of the wordings of these reports is that the this is a unique situation. So the league's a little concerned because there's some science that, you know, if you got COVID a first time, I guess that's supposed to lower your chances of getting it a second time. Lamar still got it. Now he has to miss almost a week of training camp. And guess what? This is a team that's trying to throw the ball more. I mean, the Ravens banned reporters from sharing video on Twitter of Lamar Jackson throwing the ball because, you know, he's not he he struggled throwing the ball. And so now if you're the Ravens, you want your quarterback in there. You want him working with his new receivers. You want to, to be able to implement this passing element to your offense. And now you can't do that because Lamar Jackson can't be there. And I know that uh, Jason Lockenfora kind of alluded to the fact that, you know, we don't know if Lamar Jackson has been vaccinated, which you know, no matter how you feel about it, if you've come down with COVID twice and you're the starting quarterback for an NFL team, you probably should get vaccinated because these protocols are going to affect. We saw how strict the NFL is being with people who are not vaccinated. And so all of a sudden the NFL could say, hey, Lamar's a test case here. He's got it twice. You know, we really have to keep our eye on him. Um, so I, I, this is not a great situation for the Ravens. So he had it. Once, like we don't know whether he's been vaccinated or not, but if he hasn't been vaccinated, that means he's gonna be away for 10 days because that's the current protocols, which is huge. If you're a starting quarterback looking to make 40 million dollars a year, number one, number two, he had it previously in the fall and he said it and knocked him on his ass basically. He said it was it was tough to handle, and this is one of the best conditioned people on planet Earth. So, I don't if he chose not to get it in the interim, I, I'm sure he has his reasons, but it seems like to me, if you're in a situation where you can make life-changing money not only for you but for everyone in your family if you get a couple shots and by the way play do your job that maybe he'll do it but 
Uh, I don't know whether he has the vaccine or not, but it seems like um, if he doesn't have it, we'll find out because he'll be sidelined for a week and a half. Now, certainly, whether or not he had the vaccine, he could have gotten the Delta variant uh, in a breakthrough case. That's entirely possible. And what I'm trying to say is that. But here's the thing. If that's the case and he's been vaccinated, he doesn't have to wait 10 days. He can come back sooner. Right. He just has to have two tests. 24 hours apart that are both negative. And that's what I'm saying with, if you're the starting quarterback for an NFL team who's had COVID twice, that the rules favor you being vaccinated. Would you rather be out one day or 10 days when you're trying to do this new offense? And that's the part that if I'm Lamar Jackson and I'm saying, man, I've had this twice now, I need to do whatever helps me the most in the rule book, in the NFL rule book. Uh, Look, this is... (laughs) I'm sure there'll be somebody who leaves a, a zero star review and unsubscribes pushing the vax on us. That's, that's not what we're doing. We are simply saying that from a competitive balance standpoint, if you are Lamar Jackson and as Wilson points out, you were trying to secure a big contract. There is, there's a pretty decent chance. There's going to be another variant at some point in the next six months, because this is how these things work. If there's another variant and it pops up and it's contagious going around and you don't have the vaccine, as you guys point out, if you have a if you test positive, you're out for ten days. That is under the NFL rules. Because if an unvaccinated player creates a thing, creates a, a, a breakout in a team, you could lose multiple games. You could literally lose them if you can't make them up. You could they could cost you in the stains. It could cost you a playoff spot. If I were Lamar Jackson, this is not a political statement. This is not a medical statement. This is simply a I want to win some football games and get paid hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars without sweating it, I'm getting the jab. Jab me twice and let's get on with it because two negative tests and you're back on the field. You won't miss games and you can't cause your team. And we don't, again, we don't know if he's vaccinated or not, but if he's not, then I'm at a seven out of 10. If he is, I'm at like a two, five out of 10 or a one out of 10, just because, you know, it, it, there was a thing with the Ravens before and there's been a thing with the Ravens now. So, and, and real quick on that, just uh, again, not to make it political. I think Ryan Tannehill is a very good example of what's going on. He is a starting quarterback in the NFL. He has realized that the NFL has stacked the deck in a way that says, hey, if you want to play in the league, you need to be vaccinated. And his quote this week was, I wouldn't have gotten the vaccine without the protocols that the NFL is enforcing on us. I think it's a personal decision for each of us. They're trying to force our hands and ultimately have forced a lot of hands by the protocols. It is what it is, end quote. So basically, Ryan Tannehill saying, I was not planning to get the vaccine. I didn't want to get the vaccine. I understand the NFL rule book uh, is sacked against people who are unvaccinated. So I've got to get it because I want my team to win and I don't want to hurt the team. That's kind of I got vaxxed, and when I was sitting there getting my first vax shot, I was reading the fine, you know, reading the fine print as they were waiting to to bring the needle out and hit me. And to be perfectly frank, I sort of panicked. You know, you re- I mean, it's okay. It's okay not to be a. There's nothing a hundred hundred percent sure in life, and it's okay not to be completely sure about something you're doing. As Ryan Tannehill has stated, he something he might not have gone in that direction if. He didn't need it for competitive balance. And I think that that's what we're trying to get at here is that if you're a quarterback in the NFL, you are potentially, uh, you know, costing your team a playoff spot like that, like that potential is out there. That, I that, mean, if this had been the Friday before, uh, you know, a regular season game, you're out two games because it's 10 days. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and it's not, you can't test positive a bunch of test negative a bunch of times and come back. You are out 10 days. That is a big, big problem. For a, for a guy like Lamar Jackson, who's the entire offense revolves around him. So 
that probably went longer on Vax Talk than we thought. Uh, you know what? I'll save my Bud Light hot take, Bud Light ice cold take for something. Else. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Odell Beckham will avoid the pup list while Michael Thomas will begin the pup list. What? All right, here, here's, here's my ice cold take presented by Bud Light. The New Orleans Saints kind of got to start Taysom Hill now because Michael Thomas is going to miss the first six weeks of the season. That's right. If you look at this depth chart, it's hot doo-doo, man. They've got... They got to start Taysom Hill as the slot receiver? No, you start Taysom Hill at quarterback and you run a modified run option type of offense. Your number one receivers are Traquan Smith and Adam Troutman. That's not, I mean, maybe Drew Brees can make it work. I don't know that Jameis Winston is definitely going to make that work. I don't want to roll out there with Jameis Winston trying to sling the ball around, forcing things. Uh, they have Chris Hogan, by the way. Oh, you're right. They did sign lacrosse player Chris Hogan, so that should that should fix it. By the way, my neighbor is a former Syracuse All-American lacrosse player, and he's an assistant with the with the Syracuse team now. Um, and he's like, Chris Hogan's not that. He's not good. He's just as a lacrosse player. I was like, oh, he... Yeah, I was like, oh, he's probably awesome in lacrosse because no, he's he's not. He played in professional lacrosse. Like, and there's a reason that he was tra- he was traded in professional lacrosse, which I didn't even know was a thing. But <laughs> the point is, he's he's back on on the NFL radar. And Wilson, and, you can host our lacrosse podcast. I know, right? And, and Breach points out in chat correctly. And Breach would have said it on the podcast. But Thomas is on the preseason pub, but he just had surgery. Sean Payton sounded. That he like he wasn't happy that he waited this long. Right, so he could very well end up. Uh, you yeah. were giving your ice your your take. I didn't want to interrupt it, but yeah, so he could end up on regular season pup. If that happens, he's absolutely out six games. But right now, he's they the, can activate him in training camp anytime. I think I think it's almost a lock that Michael Thomas misses a couple of games to start the season. And if Michael Thomas is out, I that is my hot that is my ice cold take presented by Bud Light that the Saints should actually start Taysom Hill. And you roll Taysom Hill out there, and you run this modified, like a poor man's version of whatever the Ravens are running, and you let Sean Payton scheme it up, and you try to win with the run game, and you try to win with defense, uh, and you murder the hearts and souls of everyone who drafted Alvin Kamara in fantasy because he will be worthless if Taysom Hill is out there as he was last year. So the Saints, without Michael Thomas, need to start Taysom Hill. That's my ice-cold take presented by Bud Light, and it feels frosty. Are the Saints in trouble? No. So um, I mentioned this previously. Let's go look and see what they're at. at. William Hill, I know it jumped up probably after we told people to bet on it. Well, let me just, because Wilson just said no so fast. Let me just say that you don't have Michael Thomas likely the first week, two weeks, three weeks. If he goes on pup list, then you have for six weeks without him. Drew Brees retired. Jared Cook left. Uh, Deontay Harris just got arrested for a DUI a couple of weeks ago. That just came out this week. That could lead to a suspension. All of a sudden, two of your three best receivers are out. Uh, Trey Hendrickson went to the Bengals. You know, there's so many. They lost a lot of pieces, and they didn't add a lot of pieces. Okay, I'm going to throw a bonus ice-cold take presented by Bud Light. How about that? Do we have a choice? No, you don't. All right, go ahead. Bonus beer take? I want it. So, here it is. There will not be a better, more free bet in the NFL in terms of season-long future bets this year than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus 200 to win the NFC South. That's not a cold take at all. That's that's on brand. I mean, that's uh, look, very mainstream, I feel like. 
That line should be minus 400. That is the wrong line. The Buccaneers are returning all of their starters. Tom Brady is finally going to have a full offseason to add to, like, they started cooking at the end of last year. They're the defending Super Bowl champions. This is not a, okay, we won. Like, who knows if we don't bounce back? They have Tom Brady. He will focus them. He knows how to win back to back Super Bowls. That division stinks out loud. The Falcons are bad. The Saints might start Taysom Hill, as I point out. And if they don't, they still Jameis Winston throwing to Traquan Smith and Adam Troutman. And on top of that, you have the Panthers who are rolling out Sam Darnold in the questionable defense. That is the wrong line for the Buccaneers. I believe that the Bills, let me find the, the AFC East. I, I think the two comparables here, oh, this is a better one, the Chiefs. Who is more likely to win their division? The Chiefs against the Broncos, Chargers, and Raiders, or the Buccaneers against the Saints, Falcons, and Panthers? Chiefs. Probably the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are minus 320. That's what the Buccaneers should be. Yeah. Not getting an argument for me. So go bet that now, people. Bet it now before the preseason, before the regular season, before it moves way up. Go <laughs> get that cheddar. That's the ice will take presented by Bud Light. Speaking of Bud Light. Summer's here. That means only one thing. It's time to stock the coolers and start counting down the days until we can enjoy an ice cold Bud Light in a stadium, an NFL stadium. That's right. You can watch Tom Brady shellac your team while someone screams, Bud Light, get your ice cold Bud Light. Mm-hmm. Only 40 days remaining. 40 days Prince remaining. Prince, you thought about being a beer vendor? Should be a beer vendor. And I should quit my job and be a beer vendor. So we can hear a beer vendor scream at that noise at us trying to tell us to buy a Bud Light. And you can help summer take summer by the coolers and get ready to tailgate. Bud Light is giving away coolers every day all summer long. By my count, 40 days left to get a cooler or to go win a cooler, to be eligible to get a cooler, to have a chance to get a cooler. Go to BudLightLegends.com. Go there. You'll win the cooler. And you can take that dusty old ice box that you've got in the back of your garage and throw it away, tailgating style. And again, all you have to do, go to butt. Look at that over Ryan Wilson's right shoulder if you're watching on YouTube. It's bear proof. It holds ice for nine days. BudLightLegends.com. Go get yourself, a ch- go score yourself a chance to win a free cooler. All right, let's rip through some other news here as well. Chandler Jones has requested a trade. Well, based on what Patrick Peterson said about Steve Kye, maybe Chandler Jones uh, is, is looking for a similar way out. Yeah, and speaking of Patrick Peterson, wasn't uh, old Pat Pete trying to get Chandler to the Vikings? Yeah. And when you think about landing spots, you get him up there. I think there's a lot of places that would love to have Chandler Jones. And I think if you're the Cardinals, though, you probably don't want him in the NFC uh, if you're going to give up on this guy who has been really, really good the past few years. He was injured last year, so maybe that's the Cardinals' hesitation in giving him a long-term deal. Um, you know, but I, I think one of the obvious ones is the Bills. I know they spent a couple picks on pass rushers this year, but if you want somebody proven right now while you feel like you're in the Super Bowl window, then I think you can make a deal for him. And I, Lamar Jackson on Twitter was saying, I somebody tweeted out that the Ravens should go after it. Lamar Jackson gave it the, the googly eyes. Like, yeah, I'd be all for that. Um, so the Ravens. Steelers. Steelers. Steelers I mean, do it, but they, who they doesn't it. need right. a pass rusher of that caliber? You know, or the place that he came from, New England. Yeah, New England. The Colts. The Colts lost Justin Houston and uh, Danico Autry. So they could use some help in the pass rushing department. So I think there are quite a few teams. Imagine the Chargers with 
Joey Bosa, Ooh. Chandler Jones. That's saucy. It's a good landing spot. I just think that the Cardinals will find a way to make Chandler Jones happy because that JJ Watt is already nicked up. I don't think he's going, is he going to the pup or is he just going on? I don't know. Let's see. He might be on the pup. Um, it happened on uh, Thursday. Yes, he's on the pup list with a sore hamstring. You take away JJ Watt and you trade Chandler Jones. Also, that Cardinals defense is not that uh, appealing in terms of being well, good this year. Front four, yeah. The defense has some questions. Yeah, so I, I just think maybe you need to make Chandler Jones happy and figure out a way to get him some cash in his pocket. You don't have to give him a well, full deal. Like Patrick Peterson said on All Things Covered, he said Steve Kime wasn't even straight up with him with how things were going to unfold, and that's why he was not happy uh, when he left Arizona. And he will be holding a grudge when those teams meet each other, I think early in the season. I recall. So maybe Chandler feels feels similarly. Week two. Week two. That is early. And I think BMAC actually said to Patrick, uh, what'd he say? You're going to be looking out for him. He said, um, Steve needs to be looking out for me. So. Yeah. I mean, Pat, Pat's whole point was that once you get to that final year left on the deal and they're not communicating with you, that's, that's the writing on the wall. And it's not just Pat. It's, Tyron Matthew had a bad ending there. Calais Campbell. There's a there's a history. There's a trend of star defensive players not having good finishes out in Arizona. Well, and listen, you start, you, you start calling you like, "Hey, can I get some money?" And they don't return your calls. Then that is a uh, and they send it straight to voicemail. It doesn't even ring. Right. I I think the Kyler Murray thing bought Steve Kime some time as well because. Oh, yeah. Steve Kahn was probably his job was probably so he's not. And then trade Josh Rosen for Kyler Murray, bring in Cliff Kingsbury. I do think. I mean, are you really going to move? Like, are you really going to move on from Kime and Kingsbury as you're trying to figure out Kyler Murray? I don't. Right. Feel like uh, the- well, what if what if the Cardinals regress? Like, what if they go six and eleven or seven and nine or seven and ten? Yeah, conversations will be had. Uh, you know, Kingsbury, I think, has to be a little bit on the hot seat. And then do, do, you, get, Bree- do you give Steve Kime the power to hire a new coach? Or, no. you know, what happens? You're going to say, I love that Breach is saying Kingsbury's on the hot seat when Zach Taylor still has a job and has won three games in his entire life and has never been that good of a coach. And how is he on the hot seat? Zach Taylor is on the hot seat. <laughs> Zach Taylor does not win at least six games that he should be let go. Six. That's the That's the bar. That's two more than last year, Ryan. All right, what's next? Jonathan Allen got a $72 million extension from the Washington football team. Um, I, I I don't know if this was necessarily breaking news when it happened. I'm sure it was treated that way in certain portions of the internet. Who's to say? But, uh, yeah, exciting. You know, defensive interior defensive lineman gets a big contract that he deserves because he's a good player. And the takeaway from this for me is, is one – I don't like to do this, but give Bruce Allen some credit for not screwing up a draft pick. He did a great job uh, going after Jonathan Allen. And then two, uh, how good can Washington's defense be? And does, you know, locking up a guy like Allen make you feel like this is a team that's kind of building for the long haul and maybe even for 2021, Wilson? Yeah. I mean, the front four is all first round picks. Starts with uh, Josh Allen, Deron Payne, Josh Allen, um, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, his, his teammate from. Alabama, Montez Sweat, of course, then Chase Young last year, of course. And those they were a huge reason 
why that team was so good down the stretch because you didn't have to lean on an offense, which at times was, was non-existent. So I, I think that's a huge part of what they're going to be doing going forward. We talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, he can now, and I, I said this when I was on HQ, look, Ryan Fitzpatrick can throw two or three interceptions and not have to worry about the pressure of making a mistake because that defense will, will bail him out. They could have seven first-rounders starting on this defense. Um, I mentioned the four guys up front. Jamin Davis, a first-round pick. William Jackson, the third, former first-round pick. He played, of course, for uh, Breach Bengals. Landon Collins is still on the roster, the former first-round pick, Alabama. So there are uh, a lot of good players there. We talk mostly about the front four, but they have some guys in the back end that are good as well. And uh, I, I think in terms of the defensive line, this is the best defensive line of football. Yeah, I mean, we saw them give the Buccaneers trouble in that playoff game. You know, we laughed because Washington went seven and nine and won the division going under 500. But, you know, this was a team that was, the score was 18 to 16 in the fourth quarter of a playoff game where they're playing the eventual Super Bowl champion. And it was because the way their defense was playing, the defense was playing so well that, like Ryan said, it doesn't matter what Ryan Fitzpatrick does because it, the defense is so good that Washington can compete with anyone. And it's going to be hard to blow them out. So, man, I I like the signing. I like that they're trying to keep their uh, defense together. I think Washington's going to be tough. Might pick them to go to the Super Bowl, guys. By the way, Landon Collins. Wait, second nobody, round. nobody believes that. Landon Collins, my second round pick. 33rd overall. I was wrong about that. Brinson, will you shave your head if I pick them to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> Brinson, will you shave your head if I pick the Lions to win the Super Bowl? Because <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, no, absolutely not. All right. Well, whatever. All right. One last thing, and then we can get out of here. What are your thoughts on Dan Campbell doing burpees with the team? <laughs> uh, that's the most obvious outcome of this preseason I can possibly think of. Well, some of the comments were, look how old he is. Like, yeah, he's 45 doing burpees with a bunch of 22-year-olds. He's actually doing pretty good. A dude is jacked, bro. And then, of course, the other comments were, do you think uh, Matt Patricia ever did that? And people were like, no, he's just riding around on the four-wheeler, you know, wearing his, his extra, extra large shirts. and what? At people. What's, a, what's a burpee? <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll do some beer and burp. What's 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 a burpee? That's what Dan, I do to the baby when she's give, got gas. <laughs> I give Dan Campbell pre- credit for uh, you know trying to be part of the team. I don't at the end of the day, I don't know what this means, but I like the idea that he's different. I, I want to see what happens with the kneecaps and the yelling and the screaming, and whether that translates over the course of the season. That's going to be admittedly tough for this Detroit team. All right. Uh, anything else? Uh, Braden Smith, by the way, of the uh, Indianapolis Colts, signed an extension. That should help out Carson Wentz, but not really. He was going to be there anyway. Uh, <laughs> worth pointing out, the first three picks for Chris Ballard ever that he, that he made with Indianapolis in the first three picks in the 2018 draft, Quentin Nelson, Darius Leonard, and Braden Smith. That's a pretty good start. Those That's a grand right. slam. Also added, and uh, funnily enough, so Braden Smith signed his extension before Zach, Zach Wilson signed his contract. The Braden Smith and Darius Leonard picks, I believe, were part of the Sam Darnold deal that the the Colts got mm. second round picks from the Jets in order for the Jets to move up to number two and take Darnold. And Darnold not on the roster anymore. Braden Smith getting extension. Quentin Nelson looking like a Hall of Fame caliber All Pro year in and year out. And Darius Leonard, I think, a legitimate candidate for Defensive Player of the Year this year. So. Yeah. Maybe don't listen to the Jets. Listen to the Colts. And you know what? Carson Wentz got murdered behind that Eagles offensive line last year. This Colts offensive line should be good. I mean, obviously, a little bit of a question mark at left tackle and how good Eric Fisher can be. But for the five spots, they have top-tier linemen. And if Eric Fisher just plays average or slightly above average, uh, I don't think 
Carson Wentz is going to get sacked as many times as he did last year. If he that that will help things to be less terrible. All right, that's it for the show. Happy weekend, everybody. When we talk to you next, it's going to be August, and that mm. football is right around the corner. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. For Breach and Wilson, I'm Brinson. See you guys later. Have a good weekend.